0: award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, Drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening. we got a fun show for you today. Mr. Jason Holland is hey, back hey. with us. Jason Holland Fishing. We're glad you're here. Hey,
1: glad to be back. I'm it's deep. been a few weeks. Uh, it's been a few weeks. Yeah. I've, uh, I've missed you. <laughs> well, that makes you feel <laughs> special. Uh, well, you should. <laughs> I, I, I miss Mr. Don Moore, but you're not too bad yeah mr. Don,
0: mr don's running the board today he is and it's gonna make me sound even better <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's waving over yeah, there there he is uh yeah todd's out today and uh but that's okay we got mr don running the board and, and me and jason we're going to talk about uh river fishing today we are so uh before we get to that let's jump into uh our radio station highlight we're thankful for wtn 997 Super Talk 997 uh they run the, the, the Wildcast here in Nashville area on Sundays at 11. So Absolutely. If you want to catch this show, they run a full hour, so they run uh, this show plus another one, uh, an older show or something we've uh, recorded for them. So it's always uh, great to have those radio partners.
1: Yeah, it's huge. And uh, put it on your calendar. Yeah. Make sure you listen.
0: Yeah. yeah go out and check it if out. you're not at church on Sunday morning, tune us in. Yeah, <laughs> or well, when you're getting out. Hey, if, you, if
1: you're getting out I figure out a way I don't
0: know Record it yeah, Do something there you go. DV,
1: can you even DVR I don't even know Well you
0: know what If they miss it on the radio They can listen to it on the podcast <sighs> Ding ding <laughs> There so, we go uh, Yeah uh, Subscribe on podcast iTunes Stitcher iHeart We're all, we're out there all over the place Google uh, Find us on your favorite pa- Podcasting platform And then if uh, All else fails Hit our social media you can There find you
1: go it. You can find us I mean, we're everywhere Yeah, We're popular, I don't know if you guys know that or not But we're, we're <laughs> well, kind of a big deal Yeah, we get a few views Yeah, and, we get a few <laughs> A few dozen I mean, we got to start somewhere Yeah, uh, I'm kidding, of course
0: No, we uh, we really do appreciate the audience out there who tunes us in every week And, and uh, uh, we got some good feedback from uh, a gentleman on YouTube uh, So we're going to try to hit some of the things he was interested in Yeah uh, Today and in and a few other shows So uh, real quick, the e-store is open Shop.gooutdoorsTennessee.com Get your, um, uh, your hats, your mugs, your, your drinkware, your buffs, all that fun stuff. Got keychains and stickers oh. and all kinds of f- fun stuff at the e-store. But this hat that I'm wearing today, if you're listening, go back and watch. Uh, cool hats coming in. Uh, if they're not there, they will be there. Uh, soon And
1: um, yeah, I'm buying one yeah, yeah. I mean You better Yeah well I don't have a choice I think Mr. Don <laughs> done cracked the whip Like hey You're gonna come back You're gonna have to buy a hat <laughs> Like I get it uh, Extortion over here But mm-hmm. no, no I love that hat It's a Richardson hat I mean yeah, Hey it's awesome Top notch So uh, i do. Yeah, We don't do Bad stuff around here No, it, no It's all good It's all, all high end stuff It's all good Hey uh, I wanted
0: to Before we jump in Did you uh, do anything uh, Did you do any Duck hunting Or any deer hunting This
1: year Um <sighs> So, you've been too busy. Well, I've you know, I did a, a big move from a career standpoint, so that's got me busy. But I did sneak out uh, the first part of December and did a little duck hunting. It was cool. odd. Um, I've never duck hunted, uh, in basically a uh, t shirt. So, it was, if y'all remember back in December, the first part, it was super hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we did okay, and then, uh, just uh, of all years, just the least amount of duck hunting I've done. Man, I don't even know when. Um, so I'm sad. I yep. Missed that. And of course, we have a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I hunt uh real foot uh, pretty much most of the time and then in, in West Tennessee. It was tough on the front part of the year. And then uh the cold weather came in and man, it just lit up. Yeah. One of the best years they've had in multiple years. And of course, I, I miss it. It's just uh <laughs> it's kind of a theme in my life. You gotta pay the bills. so yeah, I mean I gotta I got a wife and kids that need to eat, so... uh But no, I didn't get to do... I didn't do... I did at least amount of hunting this year than I've ever done, and so, you know, I'm sad about it, but um it's okay. It's a great thing is we've got more opportunities.
0: More fishing opportunity around the corner, and, I mean, it, you can fish any time of year, but... uh Turkey season will be here before you know it. So
1: yeah, so uh, you know it's a pretty interesting. So I spent uh, the first full weekend of January up in the Detroit area. Uh, I was working a fishing expo and uh, a lot of a lot of time with walleye guys, bass guys, just everything up there. Mm. Salmon guys, a lot of fun. It's been four days. It's a great event. They had thousands of people through the show. But what I learned is that there's actually in other other states there's actually fishing seasons now. Coming, yeah, coming from the south, I was just absolutely blown away, Uh, and I think a lot of that has, over the years, has has moved and switched. But there was not that many years ago. I mean, there was a fishing season. You couldn't get on the water till X date, and you had to be off the water in X date. Oh, okay. And I was like, you gotta
0: be kidding! It wasn't because of ice or something. No, it was just it was. It's
1: just like a like a deer season, like a like a duck season. Okay. I'm like, this is absolutely blew my mind. (laughs) I I stood there with my mouth completely wide open, like I don't even I don't even know how to process it. Yeah. Really, the point of that story is that I get back home and I look at the resources that we have. We look at what opportunities that we have in the state of Tennessee. And for me, it made me grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't even know it was something to be I didn't even know that it actually existed of having seasons. But um, just the ability of what we do, we can do it, how we do it. I went out to California a few years ago. Uh, get got a friend out there. We spent four, uh, five days hitting a bunch of different lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, had great time. Beautiful part of the country. But what I learned from there is it's a whole different aspect of fishing there. right? You have massive launch fees. You have uh, all – it is costing us $43 just to put the boat in the water oh, to wow. go fishing for uh, – and that actually had a start time and an end time that you could be on the lake. <laughs> yeah. So you had this whole group of fishermen lined up. And there's probably 75 boats and uh, trucks and boats that were lined up outside the gate – and they would not open the gate until a certain period of time. Then you had to pay your fee. And then you had to be off the water at a certain time. Man. Very expensive to go. Now, it was beautiful and caught a bunch of fish and it was fantastic. I'm not talking bad about it. I'm just saying the difference of we're very blessed that's, in the state of Tennessee. You stole
0: the word. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah,
1: And when you go out and you get exposure or you experience something outside of the norm, mm. for me, all it's done is just help solidify the fact of how, how blessed we really are. Uh, at the type of fisheries that we have, how they're maintained, the level, the quality of fishing that we have. Uh, I went to Ohio and Indiana and fished in that part of the world. Man, it's just a whole... I mean, you bring in a tournament, you bring in five fish, I mean, and like eight or nine pounds are winning it. Mm. Well, you come in the state of Tennessee, you're going to be 20 plus to win a tournament. And so it's just... The level of our fisheries, and I think a lot of that goes back to, of course, where we're at in the country. Right, we've got a longer growing season. Uh, we do have four seasons, which does does help. You know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's the natural yep. fluctuation of the shad die off, uh, having longer times for uh, incubation of uh, the fry that's born. It just there's a lot, of, so we're really in a good spot because we have those four seasons. So it, it allows just our fisheries to flourish. The other side of it is we do a fantastic job as a state managing those. And not putting a lot of crazy restrictions, but we still have enough restrictions that we're we're maintaining the fishery to allow guys like myself and everybody else to go out, have some of the greatest days. You can catch quality, you can catch you can catch quantity. And you can do any type of fishing that you want to do. I know today we're going to talk a lot about fishing rivers mm-hmm. um, and a couple of different variations of what a river looks like. but we are so blessed that we can go, on any part of the country, we want to go trout fishing. We go up to the east Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, we can go out and hit the far west side at Pickwick and everything in between. And having those experiences or being exposed to other parts of the country again just made me appreciate even more. If I want to go fishing this afternoon, I, I can't because I have to work and then my, my <laughs> wife would yell at me again. But yeah. if I, I can go anytime I want to go, I, I can walk as long as I'm got my license and do the right legal thing, right? right yeah, I can go anytime I want to go. And not have and can I can't imagine not having that ability. Mm. And there's other people, other people in parts of the country, that just don't have that ability. So I have no idea how we got on that subject. Well, but
0: I was going to say go. thank you for those kind of words. Our guys are busy out there, working hard, and I'm, they'll appreciate what you just said. And and couldn't have said it any better myself. So
1: hey, well, yeah. get shameless plug. I wasn't even planning on doing. I <laughs> like that, Mister Don. Yeah, it. but well, it's nice. you know across the state. I
0: mean east to west it's amazing the opportunities it's and huge the you know like you said the climates and the seasons but just the landscapes and the the changes it's it's amazing how tennessee has it all
1: yeah well you look and i know it's not what we'll talk about and we'll hit it quick but i mean you look at you look at middle tennessee where we're based out of uh, nashville we've got you know we've got some some flat land flat lower lands and we also have i'm called mountains but we got some pretty good size hills and ridges and things which are a whole different type of hunting uh which also produces a different type of fishing you go out to east Completely different. You go out west, which is flat, more farmland, completely different type of fishing and hunting. And what's so cool is that we can go tip to tip, east to west, and have a completely different experience, mm. and all do it with the same hunting and fishing license. You can't do that yep. anywhere else. Yep. Uh, and maybe you can. I don't say so you can't, but it's, it's, it's a lot harder. And we, A lot of places don't have the diversity, and that's just because we're you know, a super long and skinny state, hitting all different types of ranges. And, man, if you're hunting, hunting and fishing – I've said this before on the show. I mean, I know Louisiana is a sportsman's paradise. Hmm. I get it. Tennessee's right there.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, We don't have the salt water, so they got us beat on that. But other than that, man, we've got anything you want to do and complete diverse, diversification of how you want to do it. Man, that's a ton of fun. It's a place to be. Yeah, and if I can just figure out how <laughs> hey, you like that. Yeah. A nice plug. Tennessee, the place, the place to, to be. be. <laughs> uh, if I can just figure out how to do it more, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the only challenge.
0: Well, let's, let's learn how to uh... – to do more bass fishing on the river, let's do it. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, appreciate, like I said, the YouTube follower that sent us some suggestions. And I thought oh, these are great. Let's just do it. Yeah. So we want to talk rods, reels, uh, you know, baits, and things like that for for, for bass fishing on the river.
1: Yeah. So uh, and we'll define a river. Yeah, what? we'll define a river. And so a couple things. And so uh, in, in my mind, again, it's uh, I see rivers as two different scenarios. One uh, river being such as here locally the Harpeth River, which is. Uh, more indicative of kayaking, um, Waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the waiting piece could be – because it does have some pretty deep spots sure. that um, you'd have to kind of be more confined. But really, it's, it's more of that kayaking-type scenario. Uh, and then you also have a river system. Um, you have more where a lake uh, turns into more uh, more of the river-type system. And so mm-hmm. you're going to fish those differently. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about fishing from the bank. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what – type of rod reels line baits that you'll use in both scenarios so really we're going to focus on um the uh, we'll talk more of the small small river okay. we'll start there and that so good and when you look at those those are really uh what drives that whole system is the current flow right water level and current flow and mm. that's really how when you approach it from a fishing standpoint you're going to want to look at What's the water doing? Where's the fluctuation? Is it real low? Is it real high? Um, you know, has it been fluctuating? So, muddy, yeah, clear. muddy, clear, uh, warm water, cold water. Uh, the great thing about that flowing water is that it has a more consistent temperature on the cooler side, just because flowing water has a tendency to stay more cool, and it's usually spring-fed, so it's going to be cooler, which is a fantastic place in the summertime. Now I know we're still in the winter, and it's. Uh, uh, it's going to be colder, but in the summertime, man, those type of rivers are fantastic fishery because they're going to stay fundamentally cooler than some of your big lakes. But when you look at that, you really want to look at before you go, what is that water doing? And from there, that will help you. Because again, you're in a kayak or you're on the bank, you're not going to be able to carry a ton of stuff. right? You're going to be want to be more concise, more effective and efficient with what you have. And so if you will look at what what's the weather done. Right. If you can't look at... We don't get weighed in the weeds. We can't look at water fluctuation, or you can't look at outflow, or you can't look at where how deep it is, for lack of a better word. All right, let's right, look at the weather's done. How
0: much rain have we had?
1: Very simple. How much <laughs> rain? If we had a bunch of rain, it means the water's going to be up, and it's going to be pretty muddy. And so, the baits that you will take will be focused on that type of water color. Now, if you're fishing uh, in a boat, you got all your t- tackle with you. You make that conscious decision while you're on the water. Before, if you're going to a river system, you're going to have to make that decision before. So, look at the water's doing. Uh, the second thing that you want to look at is you got to remember everything is smaller in that type of scenario, right? So the bait fish are smaller. Typically, your your the game fish that you're going after, uh, bluegill or crappie, or of mm-hmm. course we're talking about bass, they're going to be smaller. Sure. Fundamentally, you may have a big one here there, but just because of the system and where they live, they're going to be smaller. So whenever you're going to target a smaller Game fish. So again, we're going to just talk about bass. You want to make sure you downsize. right? You don't want to go into uh, that type of river system and throw a 12-inch worm. No. Just because the context is completely out of what they're normally going to be feeding on. Sure. So you want to go smaller. um, You want to go lighter line. It's going to help you get more bites because, again, you don't want to overpower your bait. You don't want to have uh, a MEPS inline spinner. There you go. That's kind of the standard when you go creek fishing or river fishing. Everybody's got an inline spinner, yeah. which are fantastic.
0: I think of a rooster tail, you know. You got
1: it. It's exactly right. So what you don't want is you don't want a quarter ounce rooster tail and 20-pound fishing line. Your line is going to way overpower the bait <laughs> yeah. and it's just not going to work. Hard to cast. Yeah, it's hard to cast. It's it's way overpowered and you don't need it because you don't have that type of type of fish. So I always recommend get away, get, use a line that is the lightest you can get away with. All right. And so the other piece is when you look at, and we're talking about rod, reels, and line, you want to use typically a spinning reel sure. and a spinning rod. Mm-hmm. Reason being is you're more accurate with it, typically. Um, you can throw much lighter baits on a spinning rod and reel than you can a baitcaster, and then you also have the versatility of it. Right, So you can get a shorter rod because again you're going to want a shorter rod because again everything is compressed everything's confined you got overhanging limbs everywhere you got stuff in the water you want to be very accurate with your casting and to do that a spinning reel that is a sport excuse me a spinning rod that is shorter picks up your accuracy
0: and how much fun is that? I mean, those smaller rods and reels, oh, the God. fight that some of those fish that can come out of the river, it puts up a fight and puts oh, up, man. makes it fun.
1: That's the, that's the greatest part yeah. of it. And I think uh, I have to be careful as a tournament fisherman, right? Everything's about how many can I get, how fast can I get them in the boat, and then just that whole that whole mindset. Well, you're not going to be tournament fishing on, the, on a river, right? That is absolutely laid-back, fun fishing, oh, take yeah. your kids, mm-hmm. and I want to fight. My personal favorite, I love an ultralight, like a six-foot ultralight rod. With a size one hundred reel, everything small, compact, like you know, like four pound, six pound line. Mm-hmm. And man, I'm there just for the fun of Work it. Work that fish. Yeah, I mean, I want the fight. That's that's what we all love. We love feeling the bite, and we love the fight. Mm-hmm. And so, river fishing is really, really good for that. So, let's talk real quick about. Uh, we kind of hit on it. And I'm going to do my best, Mr. Don, to not hit the ceiling like I do every time when I bring a rod in here. <laughs> did uh, you bring a cash in today? I did bring a cash in. Right. Imagine that on the hat. Um, <laughs> big fan of cash and rods. I'm going to go into a commercial, but 100% American made. Made in North Carolina. They make the blank. They make the, uh, the grips. Uh, lifetime warranty on their Icon. And this actually series I have here, which is the John Crew series. Fantastic. Go check them out. You won't be disappointed. Cash and fishing rods. There you go. There's my yeah. plug. Not too bad. Hey, what's the website while you're there? It's cashinrods.com. There you go. Pretty simple. Easy. You just put it in. It's cashin. It's like the word fashion with the c. I get that question a lot. I don't even know how to spell it. Well, take the word fashion, replace the F with a C. Bada boom, bada bing. There you go. There you go. Google's your friend. So uh, we talked about and meshed it on. I got it up here by my shoulder so we actually could see it this time. <laughs> I get yelled at by Todd every time I mess it up. Uh, spin, it's a spinning reel, um, spinning rod. Um, again I, I like a smarter a shorter excuse me shorter rod mm-hmm. uh, this is actually a seven footer but anywhere between that six to seven foot uh, really is that sweet spot and depending on what you're throwing um just you, you know you can make that decision we won't go into a whole series yeah. about yeah. picking it but whatever's comfortable yeah uh so. Spinning reel and rod and reel combo will give you that ability to throw the lighter stuff, smaller stuff that you need to in that type of river system. Personally, I, from a line standpoint, I use a braided line. Okay. Uh, So I use anywhere between a 12 to 16-pound braided line, extremely thin diameter. And then what I'll do is uh, I've got some uh, gamma. Uh, This is fluorocarbon. I highly recommend gamma. I'm not sponsored by them. I have nothing I get nothing from saying this. Mm-hmm. Uh but gamma is absolutely fantastic. Uh super lightweight and uh it doesn't have the line memory. Is
0: that a leader or is that the line? That no, is no, the this line. This
1: is no, this is the leader.
0: Okay. You, you stole my thunder. I'm Look sorry, at you. I'm you sorry. Get ahead of me. Well you said braided, and uh, yeah, I'm lo- yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So you braid braided line and then absolutely tie it to a, I like to do all right. This is what I like to do. Yeah. I like to take a seven, I take six fourteen, well, twelve to sixteen pound Braid. I tie a typically a six to eight pound. This actually happens to be right in the middle. It's seven, seven pounds, pound. which is my personal favorite. And I tie a leader on that. The other thing that you can do is you don't have to use braid. You can go straight fluorocarbon, um, or you can go straight uh, monofilament. Okay. Whatever you're more comfortable with. Straight monofilament is going to be the less expensive option. Just getting into fishing, which I absolutely understand. Do everything on a budget. Buy what you can afford. Sure. Uh, start with monofilament. Um, you're looking for a line size, in between that six to eight. It's a great place to start, uh, but that's your rod and reel setup. Okay. Spinning rod, spinning reel, uh, braid to my personal is braid to floral, uh from a leader standpoint.
0: Well, you mentioned the the, the reel size earlier, one hundred. What's that mean? Is that on is that on all reels? Well, or is that uh, just your model you like? Yeah, no.
1: So it, uh, Donna, keep hitting the ceiling. Don't yell at me. <laughs> uh, it's it's so really, it's, you got a thousand, you got a one thousand, a two thousand. It just kind of goes up thousand. Oh, and down, and it's sorry. just the thousand, size. Yeah. Uh, I think I may have said 100. I meant, okay. meant 1,000. Uh, it's just the size and the depth of your spool, right? So when you get into that saltwater realm, you're in that 6,000, 7,000, and that's just the size. That's so true. it's a standard unit of measurement when it comes to uh, the spool. So no matter what brand uh, you're buying,
0: that's going to be your your scale.
1: Typically, yes. It's going to be uh, – they'll have it – uh, broken out by the thousands, one thousand,s twenty five hundred, three, and Perfect. just kind of goes up from there. Gotcha. So, uh, I, most everything that I use is in that one thousand range. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and the reason I see, sometimes it's called one thousand, sometimes it's called one hundred, based on the manufacturer. So it can go either way. Most of the time, you're going to see in the thousands. Sure, that's how it's uh, broken out. Perfect. But, uh, again, I, I like. I'm not. I don't want. I'm not making bomb cast, right? I'm not casting it twenty, thirty, forty yards. Yeah, because it's it's a, it's a not a not a real wide area. You're you got fishing. it. So uh, I like the smaller the pool size, just because. Mm-hmm. One, it's lighter. Oh, now I done killed the turkey. Oh
0: no! Jeez. Turkey's coming off the you wall. You
1: cannot let me come into the studio without breaking something. <laughs> I can break an amble. Ask my wife; she'd oh. love to yell at me about it. So, um, bait wise, so let's talk real quick about baits, lures. Uh, how are we on time? Where are oh, we on? got. Yeah, we got some minutes. Okay. Good. All right, good. So we'll, I'll make sure we have time to talk more about the other version of a river. So, again, everything's going to be downsized. So you're going to use smaller baits. So you can use, we talked about rooster tails, MEPS inline spinners. Mm-hmm. Those are fantastic for a plethora. Uh, they will catch bluegill, tabast, and everything in between. Trout. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Winter trout. Winter trout. And winter some, trout?
0: Of these, some of these smaller rivers. So, yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. They Those mimic just about any type of bait fish, and typically they're smaller and so they're really good when things are colder. Um, your bait fish are going to be smaller. So those are a really great option. They're very inexpensive. You mm-hmm. can go to your local bait shop. You can hit the big box stores, and you can buy several of them for just a few dollars. I've got a whole box of them yeah. I've had since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of fun memories with them. And there's actually kind of a whole revival of bigger inline spinners for – uh, lakes, and for bass fishing. Yeah. Anyway, we won't get into that, but um, those are a good one. Um, another couple things uh, that are really good. Again, we're talking downsize. Everything's got to be smaller. Uh, this is the micro jig. Uh, it's a uh, made by Missile Baits. It's version of a normal size jig. It's just everything, obviously, smaller, compact, smaller hooks, smaller weights. Um, this is actually the football head. Mm-hmm. So football heads work great in river systems that have – and most of them have um, – more of a rock, a chert bottom, or a pea gravel type bottom, a uh, football head works great when there's rock. Okay. Just, it, it it comes through that rock much better opposed to a more sh- more pointed type arrowhead. Um, so I'm a big fan of the micro jig. Just get a small piece of plastic, uh, whatever you want to use for a trailer. You don't even have to use a trailer sometimes. Yeah. Um, so they those are the same way, right? You got it. Yep. Same way. Just throw it out, put it on the bottom. Now, here's the difference that we haven't, haven't talked a lot about, but you're always dealing with some level of current. And so what you're looking for is you're always looking for those those current seams, right? You're looking for those pockets where most – a smallmouth more than most or even a trout, but most of them don't want to be in a constant current. So it would be like you walking uh, or running against a massive headwind. Well, we're always going to try to do – path of least resistance. Right. And bass are no different, right? They're going to sit in an eddy. They're going to sit in the backside of a current seam waiting for that bait fish to be swept through the current. They'll run out, grab it, and get back. So they, the goal of a bass is to spend the least amount of energy to get the biggest meal that they can. Mm-hmm. So when you're fishing those type of scenarios, be throwing in pockets or be throwing when you see the uh, the eddies or the current seams, be throwing in those pockets behind those. That's where you're going to have the most success. Not saying you can't catch some stuff in the current. You can. You can. But fundamentally, you're going to catch more, uh, and that goes for any of the levels of fish. Yeah, um, panfish or for bass. Perfect. So Perfect. there you go. Um, another good one that I like a lot. This is the mm-hmm. Berkeley Flatworm. Uh, it's a much smaller worm. It's three point six inches. Uh, this type of deal, you can you can use a real small hook and Texas rig it. Uh, most guys with the way drop shot. We won't go into drop shotting. Uh, what that technique looks like and how to set it up. But drop shots on a river are dynamite. It uh, gets that bait off the bottom. So if you're if you're fishing in more of a silt bottom or a sandy bottom or just a dirt bottom-type um, river, mm-hmm. uh, drop shots get that get that lure off the bottom, and so it's not just dragging through the mud. It's up there uh, at eye level. So drop shotting, the Power Worm is great. Uh, another one that I love to throw is the missile. Um, it's the Ned, the Ned Rig, mm-hmm. and we talked about that before. Every, right. Again, it's just a small version of a shaky head, um, but their Ned Bomb – Soft plastic is fantastic. They have net heads in the whole nine yards. And then um, to kind of take, and we kind of hit on it real quick, but your fishing line is extremely important in this scenario because, again, you don't want overpowered fishing line. You don't want uh, a real high tensile strength because you got smaller fish, so you don't need 20-pound. But it's going to be really important for the action of your lure with a smaller uh, diameter line. So. Sure. yeah. Talked about the baits. Talked about the rod and reels. We talked about where to fish it. Um, look for current seams, and then also anything that's in the water. Uh, typically, when you're fishing rivers, there's going to be logs that's fallen in, limbs that's fallen in, brush. Um, I've caught them off the backside of tires that people throw. I mean, yeah. Uh, so be looking for. It's a very target-rich environment. So make sure you're casting to the backside of whatever that you're fishing because that's where they're going to be sitting, and that's, out, uh, outside the current.
0: That's kind of the same philosophy on a, on, a, on a bigger body of water, too. You fish the structure kind of the same way, same way, right? Yeah,
1: actually, that's, that's, that's a great segue. So let's talk about uh, a more um, a larger river system and basically in between. They're still all part of the actual quote-unquote lake, mm-hmm. right? But they're all actually still part of a river as well. So we'll use Old Hickory Lake here. Um, that's just they dammed it up. And so when everybody thinks lake, they think these big, open, expansive areas which, which is true. I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of the lake as well. But the old hickory is actually part of the Cumberland River. So you it's moved, dammed up the yeah. Cumberland River. And so as you get away and get up river away from those big wide expanses, it, it obviously everything shrinks in, everything gets very narrow and it's more um riverish, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe that's maybe that's the right that's not the correct yeah. English, but we all know what we're talking about. Yeah. And so in those scenarios, you're gonna do the same thing that you did on a smaller body of water or the smaller river. It's just gonna be on a larger scale, meaning you're still going to look for current breaks, right? You're still going to look for riprap. Uh, you're still going to look for overhanging uh, branches or limbs, or you're still going to look for stuff uh, for stumps. Anything that breaks the current, you're still going to be using that type of scenario. Now, you're going to have typically larger fish, mm-hmm. and so you can step up your um, – still use a spinning rod for most of that type of 2000
0: stuff. 2,000 now, going up a little bit maybe? Yeah,
1: I mean, you can go with a bigger spool. You can go do a little bit thicker line. Um, and then also uh, you can bring in a bait caster, which I won't throw it up on camera, but uh, you can bring up a bait caster, mm-hmm. uh, and you can use larger baits. So in that scenario, so for instance, you'll see a lot of rivers, especially in the bends, uh, where they come in and put riprap just to help with the erosion. Those are absolutely dynamite mm-hmm. to fish. Look for where that river bends, where that current is coming in and crashing into that and then being diverted out. It's a great place for bass to set up. It's a great place for them to sit and ambush. And so those scenarios, what I'll do is I'll parallel... I'm in a boat. All right, so we're talking about a boat here. We'll talk about fishing from the bank. It's the same concept. I get parallel, meaning I want I want to be as close to that bank as I can, and I want that cast to be as natural as I can coming to the bass. That's going to be what the normal flow of bait fish coming to them. And then just absolutely, you'll use a square bill crankbait. It's a great bait for that. Mm-hmm. It's just crashing, and it's bouncing everywhere, and mm-hmm. it mimics what a normal bait fish is doing as it comes in from the current and gets hits against it. So... Uh-oh He doesn't turn the timer on me uh, But from a river system Do the same thing Beef up everything Go to a little bit bigger worm Same type of scenarios But again You're looking for current breaks They're not going to be Sitting out in the current They're not going to be Sitting out there Suspended in 40 foot of water So if you're fishing From the bank Get down to the river's edge yep. Be safe Be smart Don't be stupid That's not worth To hurt yourself And what we're dying for And get right. swept into the current But get as close as you can At the edge And make that cast parallel as well okay. And look for those Type of scenarios So uh, hopefully you got something out of it And uh, and there's some still some opportunities That we didn't really get into But same type of deal Look for current breaks Look for anything that uh, fish will set up behind Cast into those You'll have a higher percentage of it So thanks for having me here as yeah. always Love hanging out with you, Mr. Don, Missing Tide today But uh, we'll be back next time So again, remember your three favorite things Your faith, your family, and your fishing Check me out, Jason Holland Fishing On all social media platforms Thanks again for having
0: me Yeah, thank you Jason Always uh, a lot of knowledge uh, Appreciate what we've talked about today We'll have to have you back to Do more on the river Fishing uh, I'm sure there's so much more We could cover Yeah, so. uh, it, it goes on and on It's a it's a winding road Yeah, or a winding river Oh, bingo yeah, there you go well, <laughs> well, this is Tennessee Wildcast Appreciate your attention in And remember uh, TNWildlife.org For all things uh, Tennessee Wildlife And we'll see you next time Thanks for tuning in